0: Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Are we on the air, Andy? It's good to see everybody here this morning. I'd like to take this time to welcome each and every one, and especially if you're visiting with us, we really appreciate it. As we continue to say, it's a different than what normal, but uh, some... Uh, announcements before we begin mark your calendar well that's going to be hard to do we usually have a special needs giving i'll come back to that in a minute mally williams was taken to the hospital yesterday for a seizure no further information at this time john klein's procedure is now scheduled for tuesday Pam and Gary have tested for Cova. Both of them are doing better. They're both at home. Mary Haynes has Cova and is at home. Remember, Gail Hewitt and your prayers, recovery at home. And I think there's more with the Cova, which we'll bring up an announcement in just a few minutes. Thanksgiving Food Drive is November the 22nd. Yes. Wednesday. Yeah. Okay. 2 weeks ago when when I was doing the announcements I said is anyone have any extra announcements and I dropped my head and went right on and right he said you didn't give me a chance to tell him so I was doing that today because I've got it on my list (laughs) but anyway she will have another eye surgery on the left eye Wednesday the right eye is responding to the surgery which is good one other thing have you checked on a shut-in and most of us are shut in. There's more now than there's ever been. But if, if you can think of it this week, call somebody that you know that hadn't been here for a while and just tell them that we're checking on them. Okay, Dr. Friday's surgery is Wednesday. John Klein's surgery is Tuesday. Also, keep Kathy Baker. Haney. I was getting it crossed up. Whitney and Corey. In your prayers, Kathy's mother passed away this week. That's Whitney and Corey, grandmother. I don't think I've missed anything else. I hope not. But going back to next Sunday, November the 22nd, if you want to check, uh, Gary and Clinton and myself have talked this week. Uh, We've contacted our or listen to what the CDC is telling us and what the governor's told us and and don't know yet, but it looks like the governor might do something late this coming week. But with the cases that we have here in our congregation, we think it would be best to take the next two Sundays and not meet. So that's Sunday the 22nd and Sunday the 29th as of now and see if this thing can get slowed down a little bit or we don't make each and every one of us sick. So that will be on the air, Facebook, Google, ever how you get it, at 10 a.m. on the 22nd and the 29th. Now, we have a special contributions needs that we've done for several years. For the 22nd, save it, don't spend it, we'll collect it because there are a lot of things that goes on that uh, help keep the building going and uh, the work in Nigeria and other places. Plus, we try to, every time there's a, <clears throat> some type of storm or something, we send money to uh, the relief fund in Nashville, Tennessee. So if you keep that in mind, we'd really appreciate it. Is there any other announcements that needs to be made? think i've covered everything i needed to cover if you would turn to romans 8 35 through 39 i'd like to read that before we begin starting with verse 35 romans 8 who shall separate us from the love of christ shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword. For your sake we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing, shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Would you bow with me, please? Father, we're thankful for your son who came and died for us. For the avenue of prayer that we have to you. We're thankful for all the many blessings of this life that you've given us. And we pray, Father, that you keep us strong through this difficult time, through this pandemic. Pray that you watch over those that that have contacted the virus. Pray that uh, they recover from it fully, give them strength and courage. Father, we ask your blessings on Kathy's family at the passing of her mother, that you give her strength and and, and her children and the family and watch over them and courage and they look to you for guidance and help through this difficult time. We ask your blessings on our worship service to you this morning. We pray that the things we do are in accordance to your will and pleasing unto you. Bless us, Father, as we go through this service we ask your blessings on our sick, the ones that are being having surgery this week. Be with John and Friday and be with those that, that are shut in. Bless us, Father. Forgive us. In Thy son's name we pray and amen. Keep your mask on at all times if you would, please. Forgot to mention that. We'd appreciate it.
1: Since Jerry forgot, would you stand for our first song, please? <laughs> first song is morning is number 585. 585. Soldiers of Christ.
2: Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, we humbly come before you on this Lord's day. We are so grateful for, for all that we have. Father, we praise you for who you are and, and for everything that you do and for all that you mean to us. Father, we ask your blessing upon our worship this morning. We know how important it is for us to be able to get together. We're thankful for that. We're mindful of those who were unable to get out or, or chose to stay home. Father, bless each of them. I pray, Father, that you will be with Mali that you will be with the doctors that uh, are overseeing her, Father, and I pray that you will be with Friday this week and her upcoming eye surgery. Bless Chris as he Brings us the lesson this morning. I'm thankful for the, the time, Father, and that He spent in preparation. Father, be with each of us, be with our elders, and watch over them. Be with Gary and Pam and, and Father, others who, who are dealing directly with this virus. Father, forgive us when we sin. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Our reading this morning will come from Ephesians chapter 2, 13 through 19. Ephesians 2, beginning with verse 13. But now in Christ Jesus, you who formerly were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who made both groups into one and broke down the barrier of the dividing wall, by abolishing in his flesh the enmity which is the law of commandments contained in the ordinances, so that in himself he might make the two into one new man, thus establishing peace, and might reconcile them both in one body to God through the cross, by it having put to death the enmity. And he came and preached peace to you who were far away, and peace to those who were near. For through him we both have our access in one spirit to the Father, So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and are of God's household.
1: Our next song is number 950. 950, Lamb of God.
3: Your only son.
4: interesting times and uh, you know what's what i've found is I don't know, i'll be 50 in january i guess i've lived long enough to talk like an old man but uh, it, it's interesting when you're living through interesting times or times of change you may not realize what's going on at the time but when you look back on it you see that that was a time of of um, of things moving around and changing and when, when you go through these things, I, I kind of uh, get ecclesiastical, if you will. And uh, I would like to share um, from Ecclesiastes chapter 3. <clears throat> it's a very familiar passage, but I would like to share it uh, with us as we are about to partake of the Lord's Supper. Ch- chapter 3, verse 1 of Ecclesiastes. For everything there is an appointed time and an appropriate time for every activity on earth. A time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot what was planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to throw away stones and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to search and a time to give something up as lost, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to rip and a time to sow, a time to keep silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. As we read through the rest of Ecclesiastes, it's a, a really interesting read as uh, Solomon goes through all the different uh, Aspects of life and all the different changes and at the very end the conclusion of Ecclesiastes chapter 12 verse 13 and 14 Having heard everything I have reached this conclusion Fear God and keep his commandments because this is the whole duty of man For God will evaluate every deed including every everything whether good or I'm sorry including every secret thing whether good or evil And that's why we stand here today Because God has commanded us to be here to worship him um, on the first day of the week. We are here and we are to obey God's commandments. And if you turn to Mark chapter 14, it is the institution of the Lord's Supper by the Son of God, Jesus Christ. Mark 14, verse 22. While they were eating, he took bread. And after giving thanks, he broke it and gave it to them and said, take it, this is my body. And after taking the cup and giving thanks, he gave it to them and they all drank from it. He said to them, this is my blood, the blood of the covenant that is poured out for many. As we go through a lot of change um, and a lot of differences and things seem to be um, hard to figure out, as, as those of us who grew up in the 70s and 80s, it's kind of like standing on a waterbed sometimes. Um, life feels like that. Um, if you've never tried to stand on a waterbed, um, I, you should try that. <laughs> but um, it's not easy. Um, but the one thing that we can take of consistency and that will always be there is Jesus and His promise and God and His promise and His sacrifice that He has made for us so that we know. This is just a temporary thing. Whatever it is, good or bad, is always a temporary thing. And God, through Jesus' sacrifice, has given us the opportunity to inherit eternal life. And this is the time where we remember that sacrifice and remember that promise that Jesus and God have given to us, that we may be comforted and that we may be assured of where our future lies. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the blessings you give to us every day. We thank you for this opportunity today to come and be together, that we may worship you. We pray that we do so in a way that is in truth and in spirit. We pray that you will bless this communion that we are about to partake. We pray that you bless this bread. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for his sacrifice for us. And we thank you for this bread, which represents his body. Please bless it. Please forgive us when we fall short of your will, and it's through Jesus we pray. Amen. If you would, I will um, want to read from 1 Corinthians chapter 10 as we are about to take of the uh, fruit of the vine. First ten, 1 Corinthians ten fourteen. So then, my dear friends, flee from idolatry. I am speaking to thoughtful people. Consider what I say. Is not the cup of blessing that we bless a sharing in the blood of Christ? Is not the bread that we break a sharing in the body of Christ? Because there is one bread, we who are many are one body, for we all share the one bread. Let's pray. Dear God, we thank you. We thank you for this uh, ceremony, for this Lord's Supper. Although we have separate cups, Lord, we pray that you will help us to be unified as a congregation and as a people, that we may continue to look to you for our strength, for our guidance, and that you will comfort us, Lord. We pray that you will heal our nation, heal the world, and watch over us and continue to bless us each and every day. Again, thank you for this fruit of the vine. It's through Jesus we pray. Amen. If you hadn't had the opportunity, um, we've got the boxes in the back there, and um, if you could put your contribution um, into that, I would. I would like to go ahead and read a passage before we close uh, this part of our service. First Timothy chapter six. First Timothy chapter six. Now, godliness combined. This is six verse six. Now, godliness combined with contentment brings great profit. For we have brought nothing into this world, and so we cannot take a single thing out either. But if we have food and shelter, we will be satisfied with that. Those who long to be rich, however, stumble into temptation and a trap and many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all evils. Some people, in reaching for it, have strayed from the faith and stabbed themselves with many pains. Let's pray uh, blessing, only offering. Dear Lord, again, we come thanking you for each and every blessing you give to us. We thank you for our material blessings, our spiritual blessings. We thank you for our families. We pray that we will always look to you for wisdom, that we will listen to your wisdom, Lord, and that we may act upon it. We pray that you will bless this offering that, that our congregation makes this day, that it may be put to use to spread your word and to spread encouragement, Lord, and the truth that... Uh, That we all need to hear. Lord, we pray that you will do these things, and it's through Jesus we do pray. Amen.
1: If you would, let's stand. Should have made you sit down, Jason. And we'll sing number 523. 523, our God, he is alive. this morning. number 23. 23. All things are ready. Good
5: morning. Good, morning. Good morning. Jerry's announcements this morning made the worship service a little sweeter today, didn't it? Uh, I heard so many of our voices blended together in praise. And I, I certainly felt that, and I hope you did too, that This is not going to be the last time we get together. This is only a temporary thing. Uh, This is for the betterment of our congregation as well as our community. And So that's uh, the reason we are doing this. And we know that you are strong enough in Christ to withstand uh, this temporary setback. This morning we're going to be studying Mark chapter 3. If you've got your bulletins, um, the article and the questions that I had prepared for this week... Are not going to be applicable to this lesson because last night I fell back and punted, and we changed the lesson. So uh, we're going to be talking about maybe something that will will help encourage you during this uh, this tough time. Before we begin, uh, let's let's go ahead and pray, and uh, and then we'll begin beginning into our text in Mark chapter three. Father, we love you. We're grateful that you've given us this day of worship, a time to get together and to sing your praise, sing, tell you how worthy. You are of our worship, Father. We're, we're thankful for this congregation of your people. Help her to, to grow, Father. Help help us to be unified. Help us to, uh, to lean on each other, Father, and to, to rely on you now more than more than ever, Father. We're grateful for your Bible that teaches us what you want from us and how to be saved, Father, but also how to grow. The things that we need to be doing, the things that we need to be thinking, Father, those things are contained here. and We're grateful that you put those on paper for us so that people throughout all generations can have access to this incredible gift, Father. We're grateful for the for Sai this morning, the songs that he's led for us, and for those prayers that have been offered. We pray that all these things have been pleasing to you, Father, and that, that our worship, as always, will, will be pleasing to you. Bless our study this morning as we dive into this incredible gospel. Open up our hearts and our ears and our minds so that we can take in this, uh, these words of life. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Appreciate Sai's song selection and Jason's, Jason's thoughts during the Lord's Supper and Chad's prayer. It seems like everything that's been done today has been in the, the vein of encouraging us. Stay faithful. We can do this. We can get through this. Uh, this is not the church shutting down. This is the church falling back maybe a little bit? And with that thought in mind, let me read to you Mark chapter 3, verse 7. Because falling back is not an idea that we are very comfortable with, spiritually speaking, right? We understand it in different veins of life. But usually when we think of spiritually falling back, it's a bad thing. Let me read to you a time when Jesus fell back. And maybe we can derive some, some encouragement from this text this morning. John, or Mark chapter 3. Verse 7, Jesus withdrew, there it is, he withdrew with his disciples to the sea, and a great crowd followed from Galilee and Judea. In fact, I've got a map up here for you uh, of all the places these people are about to come from. Uh, So a great crowd followed from Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem and Idumea and from beyond the Jordan and from around Tyre and Sidon. When the great crowd heard all that he was doing, they came to him. And he told his disciples to have a boat ready for him because of the crowd, lest they crush him. For he had healed many, so that all who had diseases pressed around to touch him. And whenever the unclean spirits saw him, they fell down before him and cried out, You are the Son of God. And he strictly ordered them not to make them known. You can, you can see on the, on the map behind me all the places where these people were from. Jesus hasn't even made it to uh, the southern regions uh, yet around Judea and Idumea. He's not made it to Tyre and Sidon yet, although those are places on his bucket list he's going to get there. But he hasn't gotten there yet, but word has traveled ahead of him of how powerful not only his miracles are, but also his teaching. And so people are coming from all over the known world at that time to listen to Jesus and to have him heal them. Early on in the text, in verse seven, you saw where Jesus withdrew. Right? What has just happened? Do you remember our text from last week? He's he's kind of been in the battle of his life up until this point, right? Um, early on in Mark, you see where Satan tempts Jesus, and and that was an incredible battle, no doubt about it. You can go back through Mark as Marcus wants to do, shrinks down that narrative. But Matthew and Luke give us uh, maybe a little bit more full of an account of the temptations of Jesus there. Uh, and That was, it was incredible, um, an incredible spiritual feat that, that he underwent those things, but still stayed faithful uh, without sin. After that is over, now the Pharisees last week had finally made a decision about what they were going to do with Jesus they had made a decision on who they think he is, and they had made a decision on what they were going to do with him. Through these three questions that we talked about last week, you saw the animosity and the, uh, the hatred toward Jesus rising. It's just building constantly in Mark, up until the point where they're going to crucify him. In Mark chapter 3, they just want to ruin him in the eyes of the people. They want to, they want to uh, take him down a peg or two, right? They want to discredit him in the eyes of the people. But the animosity is growing, and so you would expect Jesus, maybe, to bring the fight to the Pharisees, right? They are, in some respects, His enemy, right? They are teaching things that are counter to His truth. And in fact, they have ripped the kingdom away from God and have made the rules themselves. They've put the crown on their own heads, And Jesus came to take the crown off of their heads and to put it back on his head to restore order and restore justice. And so in some respects, the Pharisees are his enemies. And so you don't expect him here in Mark 3, 7 to pull back from this fight, do you? Maybe that's a little bit of an odd thought for us. But he pulls back, he withdraws, uh, and he's going to take his disciples to the sea, and he's going to teach and heal more people. Why did he do that? Why did he withdraw? Well... For the same reason that we're going to withdraw for a couple of weeks uh, here with our live in-person service. Jesus' mission was not ever to fight the Pharisees. right? His mission was to reach out to the hearts and minds of as many people in His country as possible. And to do that... He needs the demons not to speak about him. You saw that later on in Mark's text here. Uh, Toward the end of our passage, he told them strictly, don't talk about me. Well, as the demons spoke about him, word got out more and more about him. And what happened? Well, the crowds intensified, and Jesus couldn't go places like he wanted to. It was, I think, maybe his dream to be able to sit inside of a city, maybe even in Jerusalem where a lot of people were, and he could teach, and he could... He could interact with people in a very easy way there. But because crowds grow so much in Mark and in uh, the rest of the Gospels, but you see especially in Mark, the crowds, as the crowds grow, he's forced to go out into the wilderness. Here, he's forced to go out into the, the, the sea. and He's actually going to get in a boat. He's going to teach the people there so that they don't crush him as they try to get him to, to, to as they try to get to touch him so he can heal them. So he's going to withdraw Back away from the Pharisees so that he can accomplish his mission. Because his mission never involved, really, the Pharisees. It was to get to the people, the regular Jewish folks who just wanted to know what God wanted from them. The Pharisees, he's not going to write them off yet. You saw that last week as his heart breaks. ...for them because they just refuse to listen. So he's not going to write them off, but his main objective is not the Pharisees. It's the normal, average Jewish people. And so he's going to pull back away from this fight with the Pharisees... ...so that he can accomplish his mission. Well, obviously, we still have a mission here too, right? Worship can be done, should be done... ...on occasion, regularly, individually, Right? It's good for us to be together. And we derive all kinds of encouragement and, and I think power from from the public assemblies. But we should have always been worshiping individually, right? We should have been praying. We should have been reading our scriptures. We should have been singing songs of praise individually in our houses, with our families, by ourselves. Those things should have always been happening. And now we've almost been forced back into that, that mindset, back into this good thing that we should be doing. And so Our mission has not changed. The place has changed for two weeks, right? And so we still worship. Our online service will still be there, of course. We'll still get to sing the songs. We'll take the Lord's Supper. We will hear a message from God's Word. Hopefully we'll be encouraged. So our mission hasn't changed. Matthew 28, 18 through 20 tells us one of our missions is to go and what? teach, right? Go and teach people about Jesus. What he wants from them. It's at this point in history where people's hearts may have been softened up. They may be more ready now to listen to Jesus' words than they have in the last 50 years, last 100 years. This thing is, is molded People, some for the worse, some for the better, but it's made some people more aware spiritually, more concerned about spiritual things. We, as the church, need to take advantage of that opportunity, right? In uh, Mark six, uh, Matthew uh, <laughs> sixteen, uh, verse eighteen, Jesus asked pe- the disciples, the twelve, "Who do you, whose people say that I am?" And you know they go through this and. It's actually in Mark chapter 8 as well. But in Matthew 16, Jesus has this incredible statement when Peter pronounces, I think you're the Christ, you're the the Son of God. Jesus says this incredible thing, the gates of hell will never overpower, overcome the church, right? If Satan couldn't destroy the church in the first century, coronavirus isn't going to be able to destroy the church either the church is just fine. We've been fine for 2000 years and we'll be fine for until Jesus comes back and that's the promise that he made. We as his people need to be doing his things. We need to be worshipping, right? And we can still do that. We need to be evangelizing and now is maybe even a better time than ever to be able to do those things. In Ephesians chapter 4 you find another uh, one of our obligations as God's people. Ephesians chapter 4. Listen to what Paul tells this, this beleaguered congregation. Uh, Ephesus is in trouble as Paul writes these words. But he's going to give them a mission. Just like, just like we have a mission. This is our mission. Verse 11, he says, And he gave, talking about Jesus, He gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip... The saints, that's you and me, for the work of ministry. We need to be about the work of ministering to each other. For building up the body of Christ until we all, all, right, attain to the unity of the faith. We all think the same thing. And the knowledge of the Son of God. Listen to this next phrase he uses here in verse 13. To mature manhood. He says, time to grow up. And that's one of the things that the church was put here to do is to help us grow up. Not physically, of course, but to grow up inside of Christ to mature in our brains into thinking the way he thinks. To acting the way he thinks. To acting the way he acts. To the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into Him who is the head, into Christ. Don't view this two weeks as, as a, a negative thing necessarily. We still have a mission. We're still going after the mission. In fact, as a matter of fact, we ought to be going after the mission harder now than, we've, than we did in 2019 than we did in 2018 because the fields are much more white for harvest now. People's hearts are opened up. People are beginning to think. And while it shut some people down, it's opened up other people's hearts. Just like John the Baptist prepared people's hearts to hear what Jesus said, I think this virus and all the tension in our country has opened up some people's hearts to hear what he has to say. And so as his ambassadors, what do we do? We go out and we tell people what he says. And, and that mission hasn't changed. It hasn't changed for 2,000 years. And it's not going to change this week or this month either. And so we continue. We, we continue going. Doing what he would have us to do. Being who he would have us to be. Will that be difficult? It, it, it probably will be, right? Because this is not something we're used to. It's not something we want but is this something we can do? Absolutely. Do we need to put st- structures in place to make ourselves grow? Yeah. Yep. Without our public meeting assemblies, <clears throat> excuse me, without our public meeting assemblies, it's gonna, the onus is going to be on us to study more, to pray more, to worship. as a family, to worship individually. Those things are true. But those are things that only grow us up. They only mature us. And that's where we need to be. Until we can meet together again. And even after that point. That's the things that we need to be doing. This morning, if you've been struggling. And who hasn't been, right? If you've been struggling spiritually. We want to help you. We want to be there with you and for you. So that you can be who God would have you to be. So that you can grow up and, and, and to mature into a mature Christian. Maybe you uh, need to be baptized this morning and have your sins washed away. We want to we do that this morning as, as um, we continue our worship service. Wouldn't that be an amazing thing to, to be able to, to experience and to be a part of? This morning, if you have any need, why don't you come as we sing? <laughs>
6: for the service. We thank you so much for this congregation and the love it shows. We pray, Lord, that you will continue to be with the elders and the decisions that they uh, need to make, especially during these times. Lord, we pray for Mally and we pray for the, the Williams family. We pray that you comfort them and be with the doctors and they can uh, they can do tests and figure out uh, what's, what's going on. We pray for all those who have been affected by the virus and the we pray that you'll continue to be with them, and, Lord, be with those who are, who are trying to come up with a vaccination, and, Lord, also treatment for people who, who have contracted the virus. Lord, we pray for all those that have lost loved ones, and pray, Lord, that you'll be with them and comfort them as long as you can. Be with us. Forgive us of our sins. In Christ's name we pray, and amen.